0: Make some So we look and them light So make them fight to to you Yeah my my me up station
1: Waiting
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so we need more shelters for the homeless So you add uh, the niggas from your home Get some million and put it from the road have it in your pocket and in your board Listen to my own, coming like a order So just watch you go cover them nose, yeah Fire, make a modifier, fire, make a modifier. fire Burn them for me enjoy Then yes, yeah, we the people send me We are action pack, we speech now, then Whoa, whoa, put them back to our door Strategies over Yeah, them lives we up and we go
1: Find my biggest station waiting. We're the ones on fire, got the whole world blazing.
0: Fire for the people, say so them tapping and it tapping on the you Youths them say so we go on a road, and when them see coffee chopping in the vehicle Tell them get all about, and do not be stuck in the politics The rich one get too poor, and now what is this? After walking the powder, them strategies will do the damages So we come for flights, work out and take up like a satellite And we all full of love like we mother right? Show me sister kindness, do my brother right? Can we have a right Make we elevate, set the pace, feel we run the place Load the dirty ways, cut the money chase Looking at we face, fire we a blaze
1: you're listening to PNA the Revolutionary Radio book, Houghly, and the on ninety six point one the slash radio.
2: This is KEXU 96.1 FM. You're listening to Pope People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV and you're listening to Free Aslan. And today's show, um, I have a very good show today. I'm going to be having uh, my guest, uh, Tina Marie. Uh, Tina Marie is the chairperson of the LCLAA which is the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. And we'll be getting to uh, the interview in a minute. Uh, first, I just want to say that, um, you know, I want to mention um, the Chicano Moratorium that's coming up. Of course, um, you know, we have the the one in Los Angeles that I want to talk about. Um, that's going to be in August. Um, but we're also going to be doing one uh, in Oakland, um, here in the Bay Area, we're going to be um, organizing a Chicano Moratorium, Chicana Chicano Moratorium, and that one is going to be uh, September the fifth, and that's going to be very. Um, it's going to be very important. It's a very important event. Um, you know, the Chicano Moratorium for those who. You know, um, you know, don't remember that's the huge event that uh, the Chicano Nation organized, um, you know, um, against the war in Vietnam decades ago. But today, as we all know, we still have imperialist war. We still have um, occupation um, and we are still occupied. So, you know, it's still a very important event. Um, we're going to be um, we're going to be organizing it September the fifth, and that's in Oakland. Uh, that's going to be at Royal Park, and um, and and as we get closer um, to this event, we'll continue to um, you know talk more about it. and um and and keep you informed of um everything surrounding it you know if anybody wants to get involved if they want to help organize if they want to participate um you know just um you know contact me um and and you know and, and get involved um Any way you can Um, and that um, that event in Oakland is um, organized by the Chicano resistance the Chicana Chicano resistance Council and um, And it's you know, this is going to be a very good event It's going to you know people have said it's going to be a Chicano revolutionary conference and you know and we're not going to um, be there to tell you uh what president to vote for you know we're going to be there to tell you how we need to move forward to get uh you know reclaim our uh our land and our um you know our self-determination as as a nation as a chicano nation so it's going to be a very good event um very progressive very revolutionary so we invite everybody and as I said as we get closer we will give more details on um, on the event in question but so so right now I'm gonna get to the interview um, and you know I want to um, I want to welcome Tina Marie Tina um, welcome to free Aslan hi uh, can you hear me okay yeah I can hear you perfectly Okay, great. Oh good. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, Free Aslan is, you know, is, is doing very good here in Oakland, in East Oakland, uh, home of the Black Panther Party. So, you know, it's, it's a very special place here, and you know, um, and, and it's a beautiful night tonight. So, I, I just want to thank you for coming on to Free Aslan. Um, you know, I've, I've followed your work uh, for some time, and I see you doing very good work in the community. Uh, and, and I, I just um, think that um, we need more people to, to get involved, and, and you're, you're very involved. So I just want to thank you for uh, joining, joining us tonight on, on Free Aslan. Oh, well, thank
3: you for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. I appreciate you and all the listeners
2: out there oh thank you thank you and um and so first of all you know for our interview i want to say you know you're the chair of um the lclaa the labor council for latin american advancement can you tell us a little bit about the lclaa like what is it about what does it stand for and give us a little breakdown on it
3: sure so uh The acronym is LACLAN, which is Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. I am a part of the Sacramento chapter. It's been active for about 20 years, but the national organization has been active for over 40 years. And it was created to give a voice to workers, um, you know, union workers, primarily of Mexican origin, but it expands to all what would be classified as Latin American countries, um, what I like to call Turtle Island from Eagle to Condor, you know, our, our relatives uh, to protect workers' rights, to make sure they're getting equal opportunities and equal treatment, equal benefits in comparison to other employees at in their jobs. It's not something that's just locally or even nationally. It It does... Adhere
2: to persons on the transnational level as well. Oh, beautiful. So it does um, work in the interests of uh, people, um, you know, say in Mexico or in, in, you know, Chile. It works in the interests of all uh, RASA workers, then, right? Correct,
3: yes. RASA. Uh, um, stated itself publicly as being the voice of Latinos within the AFL-CIO and is one of the six official constituency groups. So it operates to serve as a representative to, quote-unquote, Latino, Latinas, um, what I reference as First Nations peoples, you know, the original inhabitants mm. of these beautiful continents. So, it really pushes the line and makes sure that workers are getting what they're entitled to, their benefits, equal representation, and to address work abuses, exploitation, wages, you know, these are the sorts which people commonly go through. So, it it definitely serves as an advocacy and as you know, a um, a source of support. Mm. It, it really is a support system because you see these policies like NAFTA, uh and now the new one that's like NAFTA on steroids, the OMSCA. How it impacts not only workers here, but it impacts our relatives on the other side of the, of the quote-unquote border, you know, um, like with the Maquiladoras and oh, yeah. what's going on with these governments with this crisis that they call the border crisis, you know. Uh, so it really serves to protect the interests of the people. Oh,
2: that's beautiful. And let's say, like, um, let's say in the case of Driscoll's, I know that... Um, the um, Lacla is very involved in that as well um, in the struggle against Driscolls and how they're exploiting um, Mexicano labor, uh, brown labor uh, in in you know in order to um, produce these crops. But let me ask um, you know. The, let's say in the case of Driscoll, like how, like what kind of solutions does the LACLA have for addressing like Driscolls? Like I'm sure, you know, it, um, LACla organizes. Um, do they organize um, um, across the borders as well, or just within the U.S. From so my experience, LACLA on a national
3: t- It organizes primarily here in what we would consider the United States and its territories, per se, Um, but we do have members that travel outside of the United States that research other working conditions, uh, violences that people are enduring, whether it is in Canada, or what's or known as Canada, um, Mexico, um, South America. So as an organization, from what I've seen, it's primarily what is impacted here, but La Clash, Sacramento has, uh, like you, you brought up the Driscoll's Boycott, definitely um, highlights the abuses that are going on with our relatives down in San Quentin and Baja, uh-huh, yeah, on right. um, agricultural fields there as well. Right. So I've seen both. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's just here. It does spread out, but a lot of the focus on a national level from other people I've met in other states that are part of LACLA, a lot of the focus is here, but it does span as well. So I think there's a duality. Um,
2: it has in both purposes. Ometeo. Duality. Uh, ometeo. Yes, yeah. And and you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um in and, and by by the way I love the concept of ometeo because it's an indigenous uh, concept. Um, at the same time um, in today's world, uh, you know, because Mateo comes from a indigenous uh, Mexica uh, concept, but in in today's political um, world, uh, anywhere in the world, there's also something called dialectics, and that's you know the contradictions in in all phenomenon in 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 in, uh, in life in the world, and 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 the beautiful thing about um, you know omateo is it's just like it's it's basically dialectics and i love i love the concept of omateo because it connects our past with our future and in our future struggles with our past struggles but anyway let me um, i wanted to ask you um, about the international women's march because this is something that you know I'm from San Jose so here in Jose, you know I remember uh, cruising down Santa Clara Street I remember seeing the women's march you know people said the women's march is here but when I cruise down Santa Clara Street um, I, I'm I'm sorry but I seen just a bunch of white women there so I was a little bit you know confused what that you know what the hell's going on here so I wanted to know like where are the um, uh... women the indigenous women where are the brown women the black women where are these women and and you know um, because i didn't see it uh, myself personally and i'm just speaking personally i didn't see um, at the women's march you know women um... up there at the podiums you know i, I really didn't see uh... Raza women uh, indigenous or black women so I wa- I was curious, and you know, I know that you're um, involved in the International Women's March. So I just wanted to ask, you know, what, why, um, what it's about, and why it came out as opposed to um, just, you know, joining the Women's March that, that is um, traditionally held uh, here in California and uh, in Northern California.
3: Yeah, so the Women's March is very different from the International Women's March. Uh, International Women's March is grassroots-led in comparison to the Women's March, which is corporate-led. So me, myself, I did not participate in the Women's March, the one that you're referencing. Oh. I did attend for a brief minute uh, this year's March, only to do security for Desiree Rojas, who is the daughter of Al Rojas. So she was asked to speak at Southside Park in Sacramento, as well as at the state capitol. And her and Al had asked me to attend solely as a Brown Beret, because I'm also a Brown Beret, a part of the Brown Beret National Organization. Mm. So I did attend for that reason, but because... It is a corporate march. I do not put energy into anything that's corporate. Um, mm. I like to stay grassroots for the people, by the people, mm. moving with the people. Oh I don't God. like to march with, with corporations or, and cops. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. One day we're going to be shutting them down, and then the next day we're shaking hands and, and walking alongside of them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a there's an economic factor. I don't agree with that. So um, I don't participate in the Women's March, but the International Women's March, 100%, I do support. Um, this talks, you know, this takes the violence against women to a global scale. So it doesn't center on one specific issue, nor is white feminism the highlight of the march. It focuses on all struggles intersecting
1: Mm.
3: all the struggles, whether it's gender-based violence or economic violence, um, violence affecting the LGBTQ plus community, period. relatives, children, mothers, grandmothers, families. So it's more inclusive and intersectional, in my opinion, from my observation. Um, in comparison to the women's march, and like I said, it's grassroots-led. So, you're not going to be out there marching with the police. You're not oh. going to be out there marching with the corporations that are killing your people. Oh. You're not going to be marching out there with the, the banks that are funding the pipeline.
2: Oh. So, I had the opportunity, I'm sorry, what? No, that's beautiful. I love that. No, it's, it's true. Oh, no, but I wanted to say I had the opportunity as well to go to
3: Standing Rock and You know, it just didn't stop there because as you all are well aware that the White House moved forward with that. And so the fight to kill the black snake is still well and alive. And shout out to our brothers and sisters up in Montana that are actively on the front lines using their bodies, being arrested, trying to prevent another snake from entering their ter- territory. It's like we see these everywhere. The governments constantly are impeding upon lands that do not belong to them. This is not Europe. If they wanted to fuck up the earth, and I'm sorry about cussing, but if they want to exploit the land and, and destroy our mother earth, hey, go back to where y'all came from and do that over there. These are native lands. They need to be protected, not exploited and destroyed.
2: Hmm well said and you know the truth is there would be no America without them stealing lands and that's just the truth you know they would not exist and so they have to continue this and that's why it's very important that we always um, keep in mind that it's you know um, it's not just you know um, they're taking this or taking that land like their very existence as a country um, depends on them stealing land so um you know we need to continue to you know struggle against um you know um the the very nature of this entity um and you know the 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 thing is stealing land um without stealing land they would no longer exist so um this is a very big struggle but and then also i wanted to mention and you brought up um that was beautiful the standing rock and You know and and the black snake and also, you know are missing indigenous women who you know um, Nobody's covering like these corporate medias. They say nothing about it and we have so many indigenous women who um, You know are, are coming up missing. They're, they're being murdered. They're being you know genocided um and 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 you know that has a long history in this country as well uh genociding the women because the women give life and and if you take the women you're taking the future of these indigenous people so this is another uh deeper issue too that we have to address we have to uh and i'm glad that the international women's march um, is addressing things like missing indigenous women cuz i don't know if the other march is doing that you know i i don't know i doubt it you know i doubt it but you know but anyway um i wanted to ask you know um you know, as far as the International Women's March, like, you know, when is it? And then, like, um, how can people get involved? What if there's people that just, you know, they don't want to, they just want to help in the organizing efforts or maybe they want to um, get involved in some other way. So, What are some of the things that are needed um, as you guys organize um, for this march? Because I believe it's next month, right? Correct. It's been less than two weeks, so it'll be the first Saturday in March. It is
3: March seventh, and we will be starting the march at the SEIU 2015 office in West Sacramento. The address there is six eight one West Capitol Avenue, and what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to join there, and about ten thirty a.m. We're going to leave from the SEIU office and head to the Capitol. And that's where the actual event will take place. We'll be on the north step. So right now what we could use is people coming to help set up and also staying to they take on because there is going to be an MMIW display with a large red tent and red dresses If y'all go to the event page on Facebook, you can see pictures from the display that was created last year, and this was specifically to highlight murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, boys, and people as well. Mm. Alongside that, we also highlight the separation of families. So what's going on in the ICE concentration camp? what they like to call detention centers. Um, you know, research has shown that there are thousands of missing little girls who went into the ICE system and they just act like they lost them. You ask the ICE agencies, where are these little girls, and they simply say, we don't know. And for us, well, for myself speaking as advocate, you know, it's very frustrating because they aren't socks that you misplace. These are children. These are little breathing human lives. And like how you stated about uh, the media doesn't an MMIW, but come on, we know that's intentional. The inception of this country has created this atmosphere where indigenous women, First Nations women, including girls and boys, have been targeted. And this is nothing new. You can find quotes from some of the first presidents stating, you know, kill the Indian, take the land. And like you said, if the women are gone, who's going to reproduce? So this is something that's been going on for hundreds of years, and it's still going on till this day. So the thousands of missing little girls, you know, where are they? We don't know. Those murdered and missing indigenous women, where are they at? We don't know. Even the laws here, as you had stated, I want to go back about our sisters. Um, I'm not sure how many of your listeners know this, but rape is still legal in the United States. Sexual assault is still legal in the United States. The Violence Against Women Act, VAWA, does not protect women on reservations from sexual assault, period. So this means a non-native man can go onto a reservation, do what he pleases, And he cannot be arrested, he cannot be charged, prosecuted, nor will he receive jail time. Mm. And over 90% of these rapes that are reported are by Euro-American white males. Mm. So this is something that's been going on, and it continues to go on, and it's intentional. The same law does not apply to our sisters working in the agricultural field. So we have a report that came out, Amnesty International stated seven out of eight women that have been interviewed reported sexual assault by their employer. But how many convictions can you cite? I've never even seen a cite, you know, a, a case cited on the news. So when you look at all this and then in conjunction with what's going on in the IC tension centers, The concentration camps, it's just, it's sickening. Um, It's grotesque to know that we live in a system that knowingly allows this. I mean, every single detention center that has been um, toured, the ACLU came out with a report that every single center they've gone into has reports of rape, child molestation, child abuse, um, child brutalization from broken limbs, broken ribs, broken collarbones. And it just goes on and on and on. And what does the government do? It sits back and does literally nothing. And this is with the United Nations citing rape as a weapon of war. So then if you have the United Nations citing rape as a weapon of war and you have a country that's actively allowing rape, then what does that say? That says that there's an act of war going on that no one is talking about. And because it's violence against women and violence against children, it seems to get dismissed, like it's become normalized and that's where we do need the power of the people to rise up because this is not normal. It's something sadistic, it's something not natural to raise as this land. Um, like you said, on the sale, right? The duality. So the sisters they need the brothers, we need that feminine and masculine energy to work together to rise as one. To really stop this beast that continues to terrorize the people.
2: Mm. Beautiful, beautiful words. And I just add that, you know, when it comes to rape and uh, these predatory acts, you know, um, of course, the oppressor nation. Um, not only um, approves of this but they also teach this in their, you know, they used to call it the School of the Americas um, where they taught these um, third world um, you know, dictators and counter-revolutionaries how to rape and how to terrorize people um, and which ways to get people to surrender by going into the villages and raping women and daughters in front of the husbands and their fathers um, and doing this in order to instill this, um, you know, this this trauma in the in the men, um in order to break them mentally, you know, um, and to um, destroy them. So this is something that has been taught. Um, it's taught by the military. It's taught by um, many of uh, the oppressor nation agencies. But um, we know this, and in, and in, in, you know, a- and if we go back to the founding, um, um, the original colonization of this country, um, of course, it was founded on rape, and of course, it was founded on uh, missing uh, and murdered indigenous women, even back in 1490. 1490- one fourteen ninety two. So this is um a, a, an old history of uh the settler settler colonialists. Um, but even you know, and I'm just gonna add just to be you know, um, uh, of course it's the oppressor nation um who um approves of it and who is the majority of those inflicting this. Um, but at the same time, I will throw in there that um these predators can also be found in our barrios and reservations and within indigenous communities and within all oppressed nations communities as well and as you said um the women rely on the men and on And I really believe that, um, you know, um, when it comes to sexual predators that, um, you know, they need to, um, feel the ultimate justice. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a real believer in, um, the ultimate justice when it comes to predators, uh, who prey on our women and our daughters. And, um, and, and, and as one of my, uh, camarada said, I asked them, what would you do to a predator? He said, I'd hang up from a tree. So, you know, I'm, I'm a stern believer in, um, you know, bringing people to justice. We have to bring people to justice when they commit these acts of murder and, um, sexual predatory acts on our people, whether they are men um, or women, you know, because um, it's mostly inflicted on women, but there are boys and um, young men who are also preyed upon, and, and um, in all cases, you know, um, I think this has to be um, uh, you know, injected into the movement where people are focused on um, whether that is organizations that are focused solely on uh, the murdered and missing indigenous women, and also those who are focused on bringing these people to justice when they are found. This is something that um, is serious. This is genocide, and um, I think the people need to um, meet it um as serious as acts of genocide and 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 they have to respond uh just as serious but but it but any in any case um i just wanted to ask um you know well i wanted to say first you know um you brought up a good point about you know how uh, here in the US there's so many things that are overlooked um, rape is pretty much it's dismissed you know how can you miss young women how can you miss uh, young children young girls like missing out of these concentration camps but when you look at it uh, America you know misses one child and they have an amber alert in every st- which you know and that's a great thing I, I you know all children are very important my point is is that um, if they are not American, um, you know, America could give a damn about um, young missing children. um, And and that's the sad thing about it. And and so, you know, um, and then we have the cages, you know. I mean, um, Mm -hmm. you know, even, and, you know, and Hitler was, you know, a horrible person, but even Hitler didn't get children and put them in single cages alone so i think uh, america is starting in some aspects to even um even do worse than hitler did in in some areas and that's just you know that that's something else but what i wanted to ask you though uh, tina marie i wanted to ask you also uh, on a whole nother um whole other situation what I wanted to um, ask about is the Brown Beret National Organization I know you're a part of it and um, so um, is there any projects or anything that you would like to um, promote or discuss um, that, that has to do with the Brown Beret National Organization um, yeah so the Brown Beret National Organization it was
3: founded back in the 60s event. It's still active. going today for um, several units of formation standing across uh, Aslan, Turtle Island what some people reference as the Americas or the United States. So it's still actively here in the present. Um, we do have graves up here in Northern California as well as Southern California. And the next big event that we are taking part in collectively is the Chicano Moratorium on August 29th down in East L.A., and then we will be up in Oakland the following Saturday um, for the moratorium up north. Mm. Independently, we do support marches, uh, whatever's coming up, if there's a strike or an action. Uh, there will be berets present at the International Women's March. Um, some of our berets do various, various uh, outreach work for uh, lack of words, um, the heart's really in the movement. Uh, one of our berets is America. She's a hardcore uh, medicine woman, danzante. She's really the core of what we do up here up north. Um, keeps us grounded, you know, with that art, the blessing and just keeping our energy clean. Jeranimo uh, is another beret. He's on the front lines, been to Standing Rock, down at the border. Uh, he's even been into the hearings. Um, So Operation Streamline, I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with that, that hit California in 2018, and what that allowed for is mass sentencing of what they would consider undocumented individuals. So he was actually going into hearings out in New Mexico, and he saw families and people, like about 70 people, be lined up at at one time. And this included mothers, fathers, little children. And he saw kids as young as three years old being sentenced to five to seven years in federal prison for walking across an imaginary line on their own homeland. Wow. And, you know, it, it's really one of those things where I'm honored to be a part of the formation I am a part of because a lot of our boys really are on the front lines like myself. I had the opportunity to go into one of the detention centers, one of these concentration camps wow. housing these kids. Um, like I just said, Heddle was in the in the courtroom. Um, some of us have been, you know, out when they're finding the black snake. We've had guns pulled on us at the border. and it's just it gets bananas, you know, where you're just like, this is nuts. Just for standing up for what is morally right and just you you literally have your life friend you know but what can you do it's like if you do nothing nothing will change so we're active um... we're out here there's uh... jesse and jessica out in the bay i know they support mothers on the march out there in san francisco they're on the city i believe every friday supporting families that have been uh, targeted and lost their loved ones to police brutality um, I just want to shout out to Michael Brea's family out here who was murdered by a Police Department um, on McDale And so the Brown Berets, I mean, we stay strong and try to support the community as much as we can, advocating for anything and pretty much anything um, you can think of, uh, even with child exploitation. That's another thing that's still legal here is child labor. A lot of people think, oh, the U.S. You know, abolished child uh, labor, but it did not. The Federal Labor Standards Act, it abolished child labor in every single sector except agricultural. So who's working in the field? The brown bodies. So even though that's the third most leading hazardous type of employment around the world, still we have kids working in the field and the growers are not mandated to provide them protective gear. We have women that give birth to children with birth defects who are sick while they're pregnant, kids that get very sick, and if you think if you're not quote-unquote a citizen, you can't get medical care. You can't get treatment. So this violence spreads from struggle to struggle, and it just... It's just like a, a rat on a wheel sometimes that just keeps going around and you just are like, is this ever going to stop? But, you know, that's why we need people to rise up as one and to tackle this beast.
2: Mm. Yes. And, you know, I'll just add to that, you know, you talked about child exploitation. And that's very near and dear to my heart because, you know, my parents even though they were born here in these false u.s. borders and as you said a lot of people think you know you know if you don't even if you're born here if, if you have this paper citizenship my parents were born here um, and yet they were child laborers working in the fields at like five six seven years old uh... with their parents so um... i understand um... this child exploitation i understand um, U.S. imperialism. I understand, um, you know, this um, occupation that we are suffering under very well, and it goes generations in my family as well. So that's beautiful. That I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to hear uh, the work that Lakla is doing um, to fight exploitation um, of, of you know, um, of our labor of, of children and adults beautiful um but but what i wanted to um i wanted to ask um quickly because we're running out of time here is i wanted to get your thoughts on um um on the chicano moratorium you know this is an event that originally you know was against the war in vietnam the u.s war on vietnam and um and but today we have so many wars and not only that but the military Um, The numbers are showing that Raza are the fastest growing uh, recruits in the U.S. military and even women Raza are even faster uh, growing. So um, knowing that there is this browning of the U.S. military and our role as Chicanos um within this um you know this pool to be recruited into the military um you know the chicano moratorium is very important but i wanted to ask you what do you think about the chicano moratorium is it needed today um is is it important why is it important what are, what are your thoughts on it yeah i do think
3: that the chicano moratorium is definitely needed uh, not only to recognize the assassination of Ruben Salazar 50 years ago, but also to carry that torch that was lighted with intent, right? So it was an anti-war movement um, going against the system and going against people being sent overseas to fight a war that was not theirs to fight. Mm. So it is imperative that people are aware of the history, why it started, what's going on now, and um, to tap in instead of being dismissive. I feel like a lot of people become victims to the service because poverty is the number one recruiter. So if kids feel they don't have any other options and they have recruiters coming in, constantly to their schools and oh you can get x amount of dollars you can get your training you can get x y and z they sit there and and paint this beautiful rainbow picture right just like they do about here the land of the free home of the brave and we all know that's, you know that's a fallacy within itself but you know when you're when you're still a kid you're naive. I mean, the human brain isn't even fully developed until 25. So if you're talking to teenagers that are coming fresh out of high school and coming from a lower socioeconomic neighborhood or family that don't have a lot of options or know their options, then for them, they believe that's an easy way out. And that's how a lot of people fall victim to the service and to the military. But what's going to happen when you have an order to shoot a little kid? You know, um, I have sons, and my sons know I do not want them to ever join the military. And that is something I have said. So what would you do if you were ordered to to shoot a child? Because that is something very real, you know. And so I don't think that a lot of these people that are signing up understand the reality of what they're getting into, especially the women, because once you sign up, The amount of women that are raped in the service is overwhelmingly high. Um, There's a documentary called The Silent War, and it just blows your mind to know that the women in the service that are raped, they can't even get the attention and the medical help that they need because if they go outside the military... Now they're looking at jail time because they're going as a civilian and they're not staying within their own. And when it is reported, they're told, oh, no, that didn't happen. You must have dreamt it up. And, you know, all these other scenarios that completely um, slap her experience that she just went through this trauma in her face. So I... I'm very concerned for the young sisters that are signing there, because it's, it's very dangerous. Even if you're in an intimate partnership with um, somebody from the military or law enforcement as a woman, you have a 30% chance higher of becoming a, becoming a domestic violence victim. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a very high stat. And to think, who are you going to run a Who Who's going to come to your aid when... The person that you're supposed to go tell is the same person victimizing you. And it's, like I said once again, it's like being a rat on a wheel, especially for a woman, and it's just kind of like, when is this going to end? I had an opportunity to just sit in a, in a, um, a sex trafficking seminar one time, and when the fiber spoke, she spoke after the there was high-end, you know, police, politicians, clergy, pretty much you name it, you could think of it. It looked like a big, like, you know, media show and her words were how are we supposed to reach out to the judges, to the DA, to the law enforcement, to the clergy when you're the same ones purchasing us. So her words were deafening just to know what women go through. It just shows you right there, can't trust the military, can't trust the police, who then who can you trust? So I think the moratorium is very important for people to get involved in to understand the history because it has not changed. The violence is still here. It's just in modified forms. We see that with the the black community or persons from the African continent um, being gunned down all the time by police. Um, Black girls are the highest traffic through the school to prison pipeline that end up incarcerated. You can uh, read the new Jim Crow book to get the stats on that and it's just layer after layer after layer, you know, and that are undocumented, our native First Nations peoples, they're primarily the number one targeted in the United States as far as police brutality, crimes committed um, against them by the hands of the state, murdered and missing women, missing children, and, and persons exploited and raped. So um, it just, it's layers, you know, they, they, they talk about legality, I say open the tribal courts then. Mm. You know, let's open up the travel ports and see really who is supposed to be here and who is not supposed to be here. Because the United States was founded by exiles, by criminals who were exiled from the European, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, It's not a continent. They say it's a continent, but you know a continent, according to their own definition, has a landmass surrounded by water, but Europe's not surrounded by water, so persons from Europe that were exiled, that were criminal, criminals, were banished, just like they were banished to Australia, but so we got the worst of the worst, they came here, and so all that stuff taught in school about freedom of religion and everything else, that's a bunch of lies, I mean, even in the state of California, within their own law code, it says education is for assimilation, Period. That's in the state of California. That's within their own law codes. It's for assimilation, not education.
2: So, one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and their schools are basically brainwash camps. And, you know, um, in the military, you know, we see it like you you mentioned that you know our youth are lured into this military by you know educational opportunities by financial loans by you know in 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 order for them to um, have a better existence Um, they 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 use everything that they can to lure our youth um, and you know, and then they use propaganda. The you know, the movies, the film, the literature, the books, cartoons, video games. Um, our youth are saturated in capitalist, uh, pro-imperialist propaganda. Um, you know, every time they turn a channel on TV, it's more propaganda. And and this is why I think. Um, you know, media, independent media, and independent institutions like Free Aslan, like uh, Poor News Network, Poor Magazine, and and many other uh, revolutionary media outlets are very important because um, you know, um, you know, a- anything outside of these uh, independent revolutionary media outlets um is mostly um propaganda and it's state propaganda so you know it's it's you know it's it's a it's a uphill battle for sure but um as long as we have people that are continuing the struggle on the ground Uh, People like you and Desiree and many others who are continuing to educate our people to struggle against this injustice and to resist um this occupation and this um you know this uh gender oppression uh this class oppression and this national oppression you know can't forget that you know national oppression still exists as well so you know all of these things um you know are very important that we continue in our efforts and i i will agree that um you know a lot of these the courts the kkk courts um you know they the judges themselves don't prosecute because why because they're engaging in this um pedophilia and all of these um these sicknesses and these um perversions you know There and, and and so this is why uh when people commit these acts they're getting slaps on the wrist but then let somebody commit a property crime and steal something to eat and they're getting life in prison um and you know so this is why it's so lopsided and it's also an example it's a hor, it's horrible but it's also an example that um you know um fighting um you know the courts is not going to stop our national oppression uh and 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 you know um what's going to stop it is when we um, have self-determination and we are able to um, acquire our land our national territory back and install our own governments this is when we're not gonna have this um you know this problem with uh... pedophilia with the courts and the, uh, you know in the military occupying other countries and exploiting us so this is why um... you know um the big struggle is always very important but to get there we have to take these little battles as well and, and and it's very important but um with that being said tina you know i can go on and on i can talk with you here <laughs> you know for for a very long time but we have to get going so um i just want to thank you for coming on to free aslan and i'm very sorry that desiree wasn't able to be on here today. However. I am going to extend, um, you know, the offer of her coming back, and maybe you and her could come back again um, very soon. We'll discuss that, and um, in the meantime, continue your work. And I just want to say uh, thank you for your service to the Chicano Nation and Desiree as well. She's a long distance runner um, who's been, um, you know, um, fighting this fight. Uh, for a very long time, and, and, and I'm very inspired by her as well.
3: Yeah, thank you, and look forward to seeing everybody on Saturday, March 7th, at the International Women's March. Once again, we'll be starting the march from the SCIU 2015 building, 681 West Capitol Avenue at 10.30 a.m., and then the program will be on the north steps of the Capitol. So come check us out. We'll see you all. UFW co-founder Al Rojas will be there. Sister Desiree Rojas and a lot of other people will be there. Fanny Plant. Chief Kayleen Fisk from the Winamon Winsu Tribe will be there. So it's going to have uh, a lot of
2: people. Y'all will want to come out and walk with us. Oh, and we're going to walk with you. So we'll see you then. And you take care and, and remember, free Aslan, sister. Hey, all power to the people. Power to the people. And, uh, at, and and we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear a little bit of music. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we'll be continuing. We got Brother G7 here who's going to show us some of his music as well. So we'll be back in just a moment. And this is JV on Free Aslan, KEXU 96.1 FM.
1: Oye el combo y no venimos
4: de Toronto, Venimos de la Sierra, del Valle y Macondo Papi conmigo no te la tires desabiondo Que con mi lírica yo te pongo redondo Yo vengo con un flow diferente Para el que no sabe cambiarle la mente Llegó la nueva escuela repartiendo sonitos. Para el amargado y... Sí. Sí. Se refió la banda y que comience la parranda Para que los suenen desde Cuba hasta Holanda En Latinoamérica se escuchó un sonido le cambia la vida al que está batido Un nuevo lenguaje y venimos a Ya que saques de aquí a todos los ponemos memorando No sé si tú sientes ese son que está sonando Vienes desde el cielo y tú estás cambiando Vámonos a fuego, esto se aprendió Para que mi gente sienta el vacilón Lo que traigo y vida pa' tu corazón Sube el volumen En el de la mente Nadie nos puede acusar Porque somos diferentes y bien Nadie nos puede juzgar Estamos locos de la mente No te echamos para atrás porque
1: Tierra del sabor y la locura, música de
4: palenque y de buena ventura. Mi bullerengue que se pone a gozar y todo el regaño que te aprendí en Bogotá. Y sigo representando a mi gente, porque lo que canto siempre es consecuente. Hay muchos que dicen que yo soy un demente, pero ellos no entienden que yo soy diferente. Sigo con mi rima y con mi convicción, para que no entiendas esta es mi impresión, porque lo que canto.
2: This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Pearl People's Revolutionary Radio. Uh, I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And we had uh, Sister Tina Marie on from the the LACLA, the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. and And also, she was talking to us about the International Women's March. And that was a very good interview. You know, we talked about a lot of interesting things um and of course we talked about the murdered and missing indigenous sisters uh that you know nobody talks about but we also talked about this predatory behavior you know and uh, I have brother g7 th- welcome to free Islam,
5: brother thank you brother Blessings. absolutely
2: and you know me and brother been on here before and we talked about this stuff and you know and and it's just you know she she you know, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you heard She was talking about um, How the courts and, and, and all of these people They they kind of um, You know, they, they approve of this um, Sexual predatory Behavior, brother Yeah, you know? this is and, and yeah.
5: It's out of hand, man, you know yeah. And Aslan, <laughs> they get hung So just know that You know, and uh It's not a a threat, And we're saying it again. You shouldn't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. That's just how Absolutely.
2: If you're not grimy, if you're not dirty, if you're not a predator, if you're not a pervert. Uh, It shouldn't offend you, but if you are, you should be very offended because, you know, um, I think that, um, you know, Aslan has a very low tolerance for, you know, predatory behavior. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, everybody I talk to says, you know what, Um, you know, when people are preying on our women like that, you know. Uh, they're probably going to get the firing squad, you know. So you know, just you know. But anyway.
5: So the children, man. So so check this out. So the Einstein or whatever the dude that hung himself in in prison, yeah. the you know Bill Clinton's partner. Bill Clinton took twenty seven private flights to pedophile island. Pedophile. You know island. what I'm saying? This this wow. man that that Aslan, we believe that this man was the best president ever
2: bill well, clinton
5: some people did. some people yeah, some did, people did. I, I was i was like wow this meant. see we cannot trust any type of president Predatory behavior. we want our president, own government yeah, you know what i'm saying and, and this predatory behavior is is definitely yeah. zero tolerance zero
2: tolerance from the that old tree. means zero period zero but anyway brother i want to hear some of your music so you know and, and your music is lib- liberation music i love it um promotes the idea of self-determination uh and and freeing us so lo- what do you have for us today brother
5: so i got a, a mm-hmm. few things a few things to talk about you know um uh, <coughs> pertaining to you know what what we're discussing right now so it's a man tied forty-five in colonialism. Free Iceland, free all the homies in prison. A man tied forty-five in imperialism. Free Iceland, free all the real ones in prison. Anti forty-five. A man tied forty-five. He just touched down from a ten-year sentence. Since a juvenile, now he been all in the system. Only sixteen, they tried him as an adult for killing a pedophile with a rifle assault. Mm. Cause that man was touching his little sister. European in the courtroom was quick to dismiss him. Just a slap on the wrist him. Now he's back on the streets for another victim. Mm. You know, you hear me, but are you listening? Mm. We abolishing the system. It's a sovereign nation, universal recognition. This is our declaration of independence. Means give us national liberation. Or meet the aliens, hand grenades pulling up in spaceships. Call me outlandish. I'm damaging things through gravity. It's a spiritual warfare. I'm causing casualties. Don't need no lawyer, no mayor, no judge to sentence me. Abolish 911. Come from evil entity. Back to Aslan because this matter is so serious. 2020, they're trying to see me delirious. Mm. 2020, you know, I'm speaking revolutionaryism.
2: Mm. Beautiful Some
5: words. Something.
2: Beautiful words. You know, brother has the cut, the revolutionary culture uh, that he's injecting into Aslan. And we, we need more of that. We need more of this kind of music, more of these artists who are teaching us through music how to organize how to resist uh... how to come together and how to fight the oppressor nation this is very important this is very important music uh... freedom music you know and and this is freedom music you know and 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 you know every word every verse you know every every line is just filled with um... visions of freedom you know and so this brother right here uh, you know he's guiding us to 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 freedom with with his music, and it's very very beautiful, powerful, and um, and we're always happy to have Brother G Seven here at Free Aslan, and um and so what else do you want to talk about, Brother, about Chicano moratorium or anything? So yeah, else? The
5: Chicano Chicana moratorium. You know, uh, we mm. got to come together. Everybody should be attending this event, at least one of them. I mean, there's a few going on. We we need. Everybody, if you are anybody who is serious about your culture, your people, your family, the existence of our culture, and I mean, I expect everybody to be there, straight up. So,
2: yeah, absolutely, China.
5: I was, I, we, I was thinking about this earlier. I said, Man, China buys our waste and sells it back to us. You know, the gu- they allow this. You know, I, for sure. I mean, buys our waste and sells it back to us. We we <coughs> wear a lot of things sometimes from China and. I think that this virus and everything that's going around is is to another form of genocide. You mm-hmm. know these diseases that are just coming up out of nowhere. Come on, that's that's definitely a form of genocide. And mm. you know the message is we need to come together, rise up. The time is right now.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times you know they have the pharmaceutical companies. Um, You know, a lot of times they have these um, vaccines and they they have, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, cure a lot of these things. And then, but the thing is, there's a lot of financial incentive for them to allow... Something like this to take off, and then um, you know, all of a sudden, they come out with the vaccine, uh, the cure, and but you got to buy it, you know, and then they make millions and billions of dollars um, off of that. So it's a, you know, it's a game, it's it's a scam, it's a, you know, it's it's a okie doke. But um, you know, we've been dealing with this type of thing for a long time. You know, we can ask uh, the First Nations about the smallpox uh you know blankets that they got and you know and 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 it was the same thing genocide them off but anyway um the Chicano moratorium is coming up brother and you know it's going to be powerful you're going to be there performing right
5: absolutely you're going to give it to them la right? and oakland
2: mm. yes, sir oh absolutely and and yeah. it's going to be um you know it's going to be filled with resistance this is our liberation day where we come together and we send a message Uh, To the state, to the oppressor nation, that um, we understand, we identify uh, who the enemy is and who our friends are, and, and this is our day to stand together and to resist and that's a beautiful thing uh and there's going to be people down in in los angeles resisting and we're going to be up here in the bay area resisting as well and there's going to be a lot of other uh events um throughout aslan and in other um things happening but um
5: everybody who's anybody should be at the chicano moratorium
2: period mm. It, there it is, there, brother. You said it. Your brother G Seven said it. Anybody who's anybody should be there. Um, everybody who's anybody. Everybody, right? Everybody, everybody, and you know, and 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 uh, yeah, it is a Chicano event, but it's also um, an anti-imperialist event. So you know, all those who support that. Um, You know, go ahead and and stop by and, um, you know, and and enjoy yourself as well. It's open to everybody. All uh, freedom-loving people are welcome uh, to the Chicano Moratorium events. Um, Whether that is in Oakland, in San Jose, or in Los Angeles, Um, you know, and and that is going to be, um, you know, an act of resistance just arriving to the Chicano Moratorium. And, you know, the military works real hard with its, um, you know, I was talking to somebody and we were going over some... um, some uh, some documents and um, you know we're talking about how at the original chicano moratorium um, decades ago that um, the FBI um, sent out memorandums to its field offices, but not just its field offices, you know. Um, and I'm going to talk in, in, in more in depth about this as as, as the weeks and months um, move forward. But and and it's it's curious to know that the FBI sent documents, and not only did they send them to their field offices concerning the original Chicano moratorium. But um, but also they sent them um, to all branches of military intelligence. Um, uh, just about the Chicano moratorium, who the organizers were, um, what organizations they belonged to, and they had their names, their organizations and it was sent to you know it was sent to naval intelligence to cia to um military intelligence it was sent to um uh, all of these um different agencies um and that's very very uh that's very um you know, um, interesting that um, what would the Chicano? Some would say, how come? Why would the Chicano moratorium? Um, why would it attract naval intelligence or military? You at the army intelligence or you know? Why would it attract all of these agencies? Well, the thing is, it atta- attracts these agencies because um, you know the Chicano moratorium uh takes a stance against the US military itself. Um it is organizing people um, um, to to totally um, be in opposition of the US military and this is an extreme threat to the state. Um, if you look at the um, through the Freedom of Information Act, uh you will see that um, that the Chicano Moratorium um, was followed in every You know, all the offices from the Chicago FBI office, the San Francisco office, the Texas office, the New York Bureau office, all of these headquarter offices, um, um, you know, of the different um, stations um, followed the Chicano moratorium and they all sent uh, these memos to the different. Uh, Intelligence agencies, military intelligence, naval intelligence, all of these, you know, we're talking eight, nine, ten different intelligence agencies uh, that they sent these memos to, Um, you know, and, and so in today's world, it would be like them sending an email and CCing. All of these intelligence agencies and so you know this is why this is you know this is serious serious business when we talk about the Chicano moratorium we know what we're talking about we know um, you know we know what that means and we know uh, whose attention that's getting um, you know but in every generation and every people in every struggle in every movement um, There has to be resistance, you know, and and people understand, um, you know, what that means, what that entails. And people are, you know, in every every struggle, there has to be resistance. And um, there's no bigger, as I said before, there is no bigger expression of anti-imperialism than the Chicano Moratorium today. Because of the browning of the U.S. military. This is a very, you know, this is an honor. This is, um, we take it as an honor um, to give this contribution to people not only within these false U.S. borders, but to people around the world who suffer from U.S. imperialism. It is a huge honor as a member of the Chicano Nation uh, to be involved and to contribute um, our small token of resistance um, by uh, continuing the Chicano moratorium and continuing to educate the Chicano nation on its role, its very important role when it comes to the U.S. military and to stand... outside of it to stand against it and um, to teach your children and um, everybody around you that um, the U.S. military is very wrong. It's poison to the people, not just in these false U.S. borders, but around the world. Uh, and, you know, they used to have a, 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 a saying when I was a kid on TV, the pro- U.S. propaganda would say, say no to drugs, right? Well, you know, and say no, war on drugs, they said. We, we have a war on drugs. Um, it was really a war on poor people, but, um, you know, because the biggest drug dealers at the time was the state itself. But anyway, you know, um, the thing is, um, today, I would say, say no to the U.S. military. That's what I got to say, Uh, you know, and I'd like to see that in a commercial. Say, just say no to U.S. military. And and with that being said, I'm going to leave you all. Um, I hope that you uh, you all enjoyed uh, this, uh, you know, this show, this segment of Free Aslan. I had a very beautiful show. I had the sister Tina Maria on earlier. We talked about a lot of covered a lot of different things. Have Brother G7. I want to thank you, brother, for coming on, sharing your revolutionary culture with us, standing with us, and uh, in, 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 in pushing this Chicano moratorium, Always. fighting the power, brother. For sure. All the way. Sure. We're Don't doing stop. it. We're doing it. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in, and uh, we will be talking with you. We will be struggling with you, and we will be striving with you. Uh, next week for national liberation and self determination for Aslan. With that being said, Omateo. Omateo and free Aslan. And this is 96.1 FM, Pole People's Revolutionary Radio.